I'm Sid. And I'm Jess. And, and this, this is the Book Boyfriend Project. Today we are so excited to review People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. Mm-hmm. This, I feel like we've been waiting on this book for quite a while. Like, we talked about it in New Wines and Spines. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We talked about it in New Wines and Spines, I think, like, March or April. Um, or maybe, like, you talked about it in, like... I think I talked about it. February or something, and then I ended up mentioning it again, because I was like, yeah. oh, I don't know. Because <laughs> I completely forgot you actually did it. Um, and then it came out, I believe, like, May 9th. Um, cause I had this one pre-ordered after, like, you talked about it, and then I think right around that same time we decided to review it and such, and mm-hmm. it was just... It, it was delightful. It was. I'll say it now. It was very, very delightful. So, I thought we would kick this review off by reading the little blurbs. so you guys have a little bit of a sense of the book and kind of, like, what we started with when we were reading this. So it says, two best friends, ten summer trips, one last chance to fall in love. Poppy and Alex. Alex and Poppy. They have nothing in common. She's a wild child. He wears khakis. See it? She has insatiable wanderlust. He prefers to stay home with a good book. And somehow, ever since a fateful car share home from college many years ago, they are the very best of friends. For most of the year, they live far apart. She's in New York City, and he's in their small hometown. But every summer for a decade, they have taken one glorious week of vacation together until two years ago when they ruined everything. They haven't spoken since. Poppy has everything she should want, but she's stuck in a rut. When someone asks her when she was last truly happy, she knows without a doubt it was on that ill-fated final trip with Alex. And so, she decides to convince her best friend to take one more vacation together, lay everything on the table, and make it all right. Miraculously, he agrees. Now she has one week to fix everything. If only she can get around the one big truth that has always stood quietly in the middle of their seemingly perfect relationship. What could possibly go wrong? Literally everything. Like, like everything that could go wrong for her, like, plans for how this trip was going to go went wrong. So, initially, when I read this blurb and it said a fateful car share home, Mm -hmm. I thought they took, like, an Uber or something. Like, Mm -hmm. they took, like, an Uber share. That's exactly what I thought, too. And I was like, wait. And so, the way that this book, like, starts out... And, like, they meet at, like, freshman orientation at U of M, like, U of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And, like, she doesn't realize, like, he's from Linfield. He doesn't know she's from Linfield. Mm-hmm. They went to East and West Linfield High. Mm-hmm. Like, which is their hometown. Yeah. And their hometown has, like, two high schools, which the way that they make it sound is, like, it's <laughs> not big enough to have two high school so I was a little confused by that I know um, I am too now that I'm like thinking about it yeah because like my hometown was small mm-hmm. like there was no middle school it was so small mm-hmm. so like it can't be that small yeah it, like it just it can't be so let's introduce our characters a little bit more mm-hmm. before we get into kind of their origin story so Poppy Wright is our female lead. She is the youngest child. As we said, she's from Linfield, Ohio. She has two siblings in her family, um, and her parents are hoarders, plain and simple. <laughs> and they are very eclectic. I feel like they're not like, like if you ever watch the show Hoarders, and they're like those angry hoarders or like people who hoard because like someone died and they can't let go of all their stuff. I've never watched Hoarders. Oh, you've never watched Hoarders? Nope. I went through. Well, Jacob and I went through this bout of it, like. I don't know, maybe three months ago, where he was watching it, and then he's like, hey, let's watch this while we eat dinner. So then we were watching it for, like, three weeks straight. 
<laughs> but <laughs> they're like there are some hoarders who are like kind of I feel like they've like accidentally started hoarding and then there are some people who are like mean and like yell at you when you take their stuff <laughs> I feel like Poppy's parents are the first ones um see I disagree I feel like Mama Wright got pregnant and just decided, like, right then that she was going to be a hoarder of everything her baby <laughs> ever did. Like, I feel like it was a very conscious decision mm-hmm. on Mama Wright's part. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so much for Papa Wright, but, like, Mama Wright was definitely, like, just like, these okay. my babies. Everything's going to be hoarded. Yeah. Because Poppy often describes her childhood home as, like, a museum of her childhood. Yep, that's, like, the running joke between her and her siblings is it's the museum to their childhood. Mm-hmm. They still have, like, kindergarten pictures on the kitchen, uh, refrigerator, and everything. And it just really, like, it sounded really messy, and, like, the messiness would definitely irritate me. Oh, yeah. But it also just sounded so homey and just so perfect. And, like, the mom's described as always wanting to, like, bake cookies or, mm-hmm. like, bake something. And it just sounded really picturesque to me. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, so another thing to know about Poppy is that as soon as she left Linfield, she hasn't really come back a whole lot. She was really bullied terribly in middle slash high school, um, which kind of led her to feel that she doesn't belong anywhere and fueled her love of travel because she felt like when she traveled, or if she could travel, there must be someone out there somewhere that would understand her and accept her. Um, so currently at the beginning of this book, she's working at this magazine called R&R in New York City as a travel writer. Mm-hmm. So she has finally reached all of her professional dreams. Mm-hmm. She gets to go on trips and she gets to write about them and they get paid for by her work mm-hmm. and everything should be absolutely perfect for Poppy in this moment. Mm-hmm. Now we enter Alex. Yes. So Alex is the oldest child. Um, he actually lost his mother at a young age and he kind of consequently raised his three younger brothers Um, Because after his mother died, his father fell into, like, a really deep depression. So, as the oldest child, Mm -hmm. like, you're kind of second mate. He steps up and he takes care of them. And so, he becomes very reserved and he becomes very Mother Mm -hmm. Um, He takes care of everyone else. He doesn't really make time to take care of himself. He puts everyone else's needs before himself. It's a very, like, vicious cycle that he falls into with not just his brothers, but everyone in his life. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so he is currently a high school English teacher in Linfield, Ohio. Um, throughout this book, we get to know a little bit more about Alex and, like, his journey. And so he, like, went to University of Chicago and he got his bachelor's degree and then he ended up moving to Indiana and he got, like, his master's. And I don't remember if he got his doctorate in there at some point, but... I feel like yes, but I don't remember where, so it must not yes. be that important. Um... <laughs> So, like, he moves around, like, a tiny bit, but he ends up going back to Ohio. Mm -hmm. He doesn't Um, leave the Midwest. (laughs) Yeah, it's never really described why he goes back to Ohio. Maybe he just, like, got a job there. He went back to Ohio because he wanted to be close to his family. Because um, two of his brothers were still in Linfield. Linfield. And they had wives and children. Mm-hmm. So okay. he wanted to be there for his family. Yeah, I didn't know if there was any reason, like, beyond that, that he'd, like, gone back there. Yeah. So? Now that we've introduced Poppy and Alex a little bit more, let's talk about their origin story. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that better than me, cute. I feel like it's more fun and mysterious. Mm, I feel like it's, like, 
it's very applicable in this like scenario because they're best friends to lovers or I feel like enemies to lovers depending on like the type of enemy they are Mm -hmm. it fits better but like a traditional romantic comedy if you call it an origin story and they met and then they ended up falling in love over the course of like a month True. sweetie it's a meet cute it is not an origin story it is not long enough to be an origin story True. <laughs> so in this book we actually get like a like a 12 year glimpse into not only Pap- poppy and alex's life but their history as friends the way that this book is kind of written is you get like a chapter or two of the present time um, then you get a flashback to either one of a summer a summer trip from yeah. past um, years. a past year, and then this entire book is written from Poppy's point of view. Mm-hmm. And I was slightly pissy about that. Were you? Yeah. I at the beginning I was kind of like, mm, like, am I gonna want Alex's perspective? But I really enjoy when there's like flashbacks and it's only one perspective. If they're going to do flashbacks. Um, so, I really like that. Unless... See, I almost would have wanted Alex's perspective from those flashbacks. No, I'm thinking about it. I think that would have been really cool. Like, or even, like, if we did Poppy's perspective in the flashbacks and, like, Alex's perspective present day or, like, something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, after I read Ugly Love by Colleen Hoover, mm-hmm. that's kind of, like, what I wanted from this story. Like, if See, I'm gonna I, have to have, because I've never read a book that does, like, a ton of flashbacks, like, every mm-hmm. other, like, chapter besides that book. Mm-hmm. See, and so, I hated those flashbacks. They made me angry. Yeah. But, so I mean, it was with a completely different couple, true. those flashbacks were. True. So, so it's, I don't know. it's a matter of opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, back to Poppy and Alex's origin story. As we said, they met as freshmen at the University of Chicago. They met orientation week. And Poppy is, like, trying to be outgoing and, like, meet new people. And she meets Alex. And he's and she's like, you're wearing khakis. Wearing khakis. <laughs> and like, so, like, they kind of, like, write each other off. They don't expect to talk ever again. And then at the end of freshman year, Poppy's roommate is... Saying, she's like, oh yeah, I have this friend from this class, and he's going back to Linfield, and he, like, needs a ride. Like, he wants, like, a, you know, just someone to ride with him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and I know you have, like, a need to find a way home, so, like, here's his contact information. Mm-hmm. And she, like, shows up, and she's like, how did I know it was going to be Alex Nelson? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then... That is the start of their lifelong friendship. They yeah. basically just, I think... Okay, I love the writing in this book so, mm-hmm. so much. There were so many good quotes, um, but I think the line here was, like, they were trading facts about each other, like, someone would trade, like, baseball cards or something like that, and I thought that was just, like, <laughs> perfect. I loved it so much. Yes. Um, so this is kind of the beginning of their friendship, and from here on out, Poppy drags Alex on these yearly trips called summer trips for pretty About much, a week at a time. Yeah. Um, pretty much the entire rest of the summers mm-hmm. up until like their Croatia trip mm-hmm. which was two years after this book started yes so these initial trips start out as being I don't want to say poorly planned they're just they're like not, loosely structured they're not like poorly planned but they are very like budget conscious mm-hmm. and Poppy starts like a blog like a travel blog and like how to travel on the cheap kind of stuff mm-hmm. and so, the first, like, ones are very much, like, 
we got to be very, like, money conscious. And then after she gets the job R&R, because then they will pay for everything, even though she can't technically pay for, like, Alex's lodging or Alex's meals, they have a lot more fanfare. And I think they only go on, like, one or two trips that R&R pays for, or they were supposed to go on one, and Poppy gets sick. So Alex ends up coming to take care of her, which was, like, a super cute chapter. It was super um, cute. Yeah, but these... So the photographer, like, has to document all the trips, which is very different from their, like, original trips that they were taking, because Uh Alex is the photographer, and it's mentioned many, many times that Alex is, like, literally the worst photographer ever Mm -hmm. on purpose. He Mm -hmm. either takes it from, like, 10 feet above your head or, or, like, on the ground. Yeah, and, like, there's no in-between. No. So, this is kind of how their trips start. We decided that we're just going to gloss over these trips because I think this will be something really fun for you guys to discover if you as you read this book. Um, but we are going to go into a little bit more detail on the present day trip um, that we are experiencing in this book. So, these trips are super special to Poppy and Alex. They text about them throughout the year. Um, one of my favorite parts about this was that, like, they would text each other potential summer trip uniforms, and they were, like, these absolutely ridiculous outfits. That made me laugh really hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And another thing that Poppy loves so much about these trips is that they bring out who she dubs as Naked Alex. See, and I love, so one of the very first, like, trips that they take, she, like, calls him naked alex in her head Mm -hmm. as like this is the like unfiltered this is like the non-restrained like funny version of alex not that he's actually naked and then she's like you know i really ought to come up with like a better name for that like put that on my mental to-do list Mm -hmm. and then during i think it's like the next chapter or like a couple chapters after where it's like the present day trip she's like i really should have come up with a better name for that as she calls him naked alex Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh my god I love it. And that's another thing. Like, a lot of these... So, because they had, like, 10 years of friendship or, like, Mm. 10 years of, like, summer trips, Poppy ends up making a lot of references to those trips that were, like, memorable moments and just, like, memorable quotes. And she brings those up. Mm Mm-hmm. But in like this present day trip. In the present day trip. But what I really loved about it is she would, like, make that quote or mention that thing right after the chapter like that we got that trip that we understood that quote Mm -hmm. so it's not like the author did that quote and then like we're in on the inside jokes like we know the inside jokes Mm -hmm. and it so that was a really interesting point of the flashbacks and the writing that I enjoyed Mm -hmm. me too um so as you guys can probably tell Alex and Poppy's friendship is super important to both of them Mm-hmm. Although they don't really, like, express this to each other, which is quite how right. important it is. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout these trips, they both, like, had a relationship with other people. Um, most notably, Alex has been with Sarah, who Poppy kind of mm. hates. She, she's kind of described as, like... A kindergarten teacher. Yeah. As, like, she looks like a kindergarten teacher. She's actually a ninth grade teacher, just so we're fully aware. I thought she was a kindergarten teacher for most of the book. No. 
Um, but she and Alex meet while they are working at University of Chicago in the library, mm-hmm. um, like, during their degrees, and then they kind of, like, meet back up when Alex is back in Chicago after living in Indiana, and they do the long-distance thing for, like, six months, and they end up together, mm-hmm. and they break up a couple of times, and then they almost get engaged, and then, like, Alex breaks it off, and we don't, like, know most of this for most of the, um, mm-hmm. thing, and we'll get into, like, why he ended up breaking that off and everything a little bit later yeah and this is not a sore spot for poppy but like i feel like like she's one of those people deflection sarah's like a deflection for her yeah i feel like poppy's one of those people like if you told her don't press that red button over there the first thing she would do when you turned your back she would go press the button Mm -hmm. like that's how this is for her yep so basically throughout this like book Mm -hmm. poppy repeatedly mentions like there's that 5% of, like, what if, like, what if we had a relationship, what if we kissed, like, Mm -hmm. and throughout each, like, previous trip, she's, like, that what if is, like, a 10%, it's, like, a 15%, oh, we're both in a relationship, we're both really happy, it's climbed back down to, like, a 2%, Mm -hmm. and I love that, like, reference to, like, the what if factor between them, Mm -hmm. so it's, like, always there for Poppy that she is attracted to Alex, that she could be with Alex, and mm-hmm. so Sarah, to me, became very much like a deflection topic. Oh, yeah. Anytime she was feeling too close to Alex, she'd bring up Sarah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, yeah. you're self-sabotaging and I'm going to need you to stop. Yes. Because I feel like it's very clear that, like, Alex is in love with Poppy. Mm-hmm. He has been in love with Poppy. But, like, Poppy's not necessarily an option. So, like... He, like, forces himself to look elsewhere. Yeah. And he says he's in love with Sarah, but he's like, I can never be in love with anyone as much as I'm in love with you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah! Which is so sweet. Which, it really is. Um, yeah, I guess we'll throw this in now. Which is kind of not proven to us, but we're giving an example of it. Um, when there's a flashback to a couple's trip that they took two years before the current makeup trip. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was four years because I think there was a two year yeah, gap. There, it but it was, was like four years. two trips before the current trip, um, or three years. Yeah, Alex brought Sarah and Poppy brought. We believe it's Trey. We can't quite remember which guy it was, but it was a boyfriend. He's not mm-hmm. there anymore, so it doesn't matter. Um, and they're like having a great time until Poppy has a pregnancy scare and she just happens to run into Alex as she's dealing with this. And Alex sees, like, how freaked out she is. And, like, based on that interaction, Alex gets a vasectomy. Like, he gets so freaked out. And, like, what if he almost gets a person pregnant? And just, like, because the way that he lost his mother was during the birth of his youngest brother. Mm -hmm. She died during childbirth. So, for him, like, being pregnant can also be a death sentence. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not just, like, an inconvenience. Like, oh, yeah, my life is going to change. It could be a death sentence in yeah. Alex's mind, which is such a counter, like, counterpoint to the fact that I think he really wants to be a dad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, how does that work in his head? Like, that must be a constant, like, not like a constant struggle, but I feel like it will be once. He needs therapy. I mean, yeah. And he does, he, like, they he get, they both get therapy at the which end was of this. Great. Which was really nice. Yeah. But what I thought was so remarkable about this like reveal is that Alex has been with Sarah like they've been together for years there's no way they're not having sex 
mm-hmm. and that revelation of hey someone i love could die from being pregnant isn't like fully realized until it's poppy mm-hmm. so i thought that was interesting and the way that he describes this, like, once we get the actual background, is he decides to get this vasectomy without even, like, consulting Sarah. He just does it. He just does it. And I'm like, um... Uh... Mm, I feel like... If I was your girlfriend, I'd be super pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I feel like we've done a pretty good job covering the background. Let's dive into this current summer trip. So... Basically, at this point, Poppy and Alex haven't spoken in two years. They went to... Oh, I guess we didn't talk about Croatia. Yep, they took a trip to Croatia. They had, like, this really old photographer, and it was, like, an R&R trip. And so, most of the trip was, like, really good, and they, like, you know, went and saw some stuff, had some fun time. Mm -hmm. The, like, old man photographer had previously, like, lost his wife. Mm -hmm close to this and so he was like kind of clingy wanted to be around people a lot him and alex ended up like bunking together because he accidentally took poppy's suite and so everything's like pretty normal neither of them are in relationships and um the texting leading up to this trip they were both very much like oh like we need to talk like what happened between you and trey what happened between you and sarah Mm -hmm. like I don't think we want to get into this, like, over the phone. Mm -hmm. So then, the last night before they were set to leave, Alex can finally sneak away from the old man that he's been sharing, like, the suite with, and him and Poppy end up kissing, Mm -hmm. and then they freak out a bit, and he, like, just goes back to his thing. So we never truly, like, get to know, like, what happened between him and Sarah. Yeah. And then... They don't talk for basically two years, like which I'm really upset about. Like you've like been they, together for ten, or you've been friends for ten years. Yeah, like a kiss should not screw that up. Like yes, they send like the random cat videos and they send like the happy birthday texts. Mm-hmm. But what really upset me is like Poppy was basically a part of Alex's family and Alex was basically a part of Poppy's family, and throughout the like past summer trips, we get glimpses into like. Alex and he has this cat with like medical issues named Flannery O'Connor and the cat ends up passing away in between like the two years that they don't spend together and he doesn't tell Poppy this Mm -hmm. his grandmother also passes away who Poppy like was kind of close to and she passes away and it's like and he doesn't tell Poppy and then Poppy like mentions these people in like the first day of their trip and She's, like, asking how they are, and he's, like, oh, she's dead. Oh, she's dead. And I was, like, very pissy when I was reading this. Yeah. Because I was just very sad about that. I know, I was, too. I don't, I just, I don't understand. I don't understand how you can be that close, and then, like, something happens, and then, like, you don't even try to resolve it. Because, like, when I have an issue with someone or something, like, I have to get it out of my system, or else I will literally explode. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it was mainly, like, on Alex's part, he was like, oh, she regrets it, and, like, you know, she doesn't want to talk to me, and Mm. we were both drunk, and she was really, really drunk, and then Poppy is just like, you know what, if he wants to fix it, he'll fix it. And she's very blase about, like, wanting to fix this until, like, two years after the fact. 
So the way that they end up going on this trip is, you know, her friend asks her, like, when's the last time you were happy, as the little blurb said, and then so she invites Alex on this trip, but when she pitches this trip to her boss, her boss is like, uh, no, we're not doing a desert like thing so Mm -hmm. poppy ends up having to foot the bill for this Mm -hmm. which means she tells alex that we're going to do this on like old school way we're going to do this like on a budget Mm -hmm. which means basically everything goes wrong okay so they have they're borrowing this woman's car who is like gone for the summer and it's Mm -hmm. like this rusty old van and they take that van to an airbnb in the middle of Palm Springs, in the middle of the desert that does not have working AC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, this part was just hilarious to me. Like, they get into the Airbnb, and, like, the ther- thermostat or whatever says it's 80. So, they, like, crank it down to 70, and then they, like, go back. Like, they go down to the pool or whatever, and then when they come back, it's, like, 85. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what the hell? Yeah. And so, they call, like the like landlord person whatever and he's like oh no you can't just like you're working ac too hard you got to do it in degrees so you got to like put it up to like 84 and then you got to like get it to 84 and then drop it down to 83 and then like (laughs) what Uh, i don't don't understand um, at all two stars two star review that would have been like zero stars like i'm sorry no this is the desert you need working ac it is non-negotiable yeah so for a good couple of days most of this trip is them just trying to stay out of the apartment to go to places that have air conditioning and they start to lose their minds in the heat until a rainstorm breaks this horrible hot weather um, and they, like, run out to the balcony when it starts raining, which has been covered in, like, plastic wrap this whole time. Mm-hmm. Because, like, like construction. Some... Yeah. So, Poppy just, like, takes a knife and starts, like, hacking away, which I thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go into the rainstorm, and then they kiss notebook style. Mm-hmm. Which was just super pretty. And then they had sex. Mm-hmm. On the ripped plastic, which I was like, um, uh, that's gonna leave a rash. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, that was my thought. Like, you're rubbing against wet plastic while having sex. Like, that's a lot of, like, that's going to create a rash on someone. Just with the real concerns here. Like, (laughs) and be honest, that didn't even pop into my head until we were talking about it, and I just pictured the scene in my head. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't think about that while I was reading. It's kind of hot while I was reading, but, like, now it's like, wait... Someone's getting a rash. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but like... Yeah. Anyways, so this happens, and the next day, neither of them want to be too presumptuous, so presumptuous, so they kind of just pretend that nothing happened, and I'm like, what is wrong with you two? You talk mm-hmm. about literally everything under the sun, except, except your feelings. Yes. Like... I don't, like, I just, I don't understand it. So, basically, one of them ends up being, like, dude, what's going on? So, then Mm -hmm. they, like, have, like, a short conversation, and then they start making out. And then, this is, like, their time, because they came to Palm Palm Springs, like, three days earlier than David's wedding festivities were supposed to start. Mm -hmm. Um, David is Alex's brother. mm -hmm. And they're in Palm Springs for his wedding. Mm -hmm. So, 
this is like the time when it switches from Alex and Poppy to Alex and Poppy at David's wedding festivities. Mm -hmm. So then they basically come out as like, yeah, we're a couple and everything goes smooth. Mm -hmm. And they're just kind of like chill and they're talking and everything. And then... They're living in the moment. Yeah. They're like solid. So then the day that, you know, they have to go back to their real lives happens. They oversleep. The car... Still has to be returned mm-hmm. to the lady, and then they it's a just mad dash to the airport. Barely make it to the airport, mm-hmm. and then Poppy like starts like word vomiting mm-hmm. the fact that this wasn't an R and R trip. The fact mm-hmm. that like you know she was footing the bill mm-hmm. and why she came on this trip. Like these to vacations were yeah. like why she was happy, and then Alex freaks out and he's like, wait. So you're not really in love with me? And she's like, no, 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 I am. And he's like, you haven't thought this through. Mm-hmm. You have no idea how this works, like, long term. And he's like, I know what I'm willing to give up for you. I'm willing to give up everything. Like, I can move to New York. Like, I'm willing to do everything for you. Mm-hmm. And you have thought nothing of this. So he's like, yeah, we're going to take a break. We're not talking for a few weeks. Which is fair. I mean, I was- like, kind of pissed at this point. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, like, I feel like maybe not talking for, like, a day or two. Yeah, like, I I was very annoyed at this fact that he was, like, you haven't thought this through. Like, Alex knows who Poppy is. Like, mm-hmm. she's very much, like, an in-the-moment person. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think it's unreasonable for him to expect that she actually, like, knew what she wanted going forward. Or, like, had unreasonable thought. Yeah, but, like, we're coming at this, like, we overthink every scenario. That's true. (laughs) We have no idea what goes through Poppy's head as being, like, a live-in-the-moment type of person. True. That's just not who we are. (laughs) It's not who we are. But, like, Alex knows that's who she is. Mm -hmm. So, like, he should have been, like, okay, like... You take the plane ride home. I'll take the plane ride home. We'll talk about this when we get home. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what a healthy relationship. Does. Give her time to like process it and be like, okay, well, what do you want? Yeah. Because I feel like Poppy's not the type of person that plans. Not really. Hmm. Like Alex is the planner, so Alex should have been like, okay, I have questions. Here's what I want you to think about. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this when we get off the plane. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like freaking out being all hurt and like you know what I can't talk to you don't touch me but at some point you just have to be an adult and like you have to do some planning yeah but like she only wanted their friendship back when she went to Palm Springs like she didn't expect them to actually like make out like that wasn't her intention she even said she just wanted it to be like the old days true because on paper they don't work Mm mm-hmm Whereas Alex was already looking up job mm-hmm. boards in New York City. Like, he mm-hmm. was very much, like, already on that path while she was, like, I just want my best friend back. hmm So. Two separate, like, thought processes here. Yes. So, they go their separate ways for a couple months, I think. Just thinks, like, a month. Sometime. Um, everyone gets therapy which they very much need. Mm-hmm. Um, and Poppy comes back to Linfield. She goes to Linfield High, where Alex works, 
and that's something she swears has sworn up and down that she would never ever do again because of the horrible experiences that she had there um and she goes to like confess her love to alex except alex isn't there she runs into sarah and they have this like little conversation and basically ends with sarah saying like thanks for doing us all a favor and taking him off the market because like obviously he's so in love with you that like it's a waste for him to be with anyone else so i love that part i was like damn right it is yeah So, she heads over to the teacher bar that Sarah directs her to, where she's like, well, if he hasn't left yet, then that's where he'll be. Um, She goes there and confesses her love, and they make up, and it's great. I mean, it's nice, but, like, also, I was like, "Mm." You wanted your epilogue. And then, so, we do get an epilogue, and they are trying out living in New York City. He's lived in New York City full-time for, like, five months, and they're going to, like, during the summer, they're going to go back to Linfield, and they're going to, like, fix up Graham's, like, the Alex's grandma's house, mm-hmm. and they're going to live there, and they're going to, like, try both cities on for size and, like, how they work in both cities, which, like, is a very mature thing to do. It's much better than what we originally had as a plan, mm-hmm. but we don't get anything beyond that, and I really want, because, like, Alex always seems like he wants to be a dad he wants to have kids yes he got the vasectomy but he also froze some of his sperm just in case and he can also get the vasectomy reversed Mm -hmm. but like poppy does not seem like the mothering type she doesn't seem like she wants children throughout this entire book we never really get like an answer of whether poppy wants them or not Mm -hmm. just the vague sense that like she probably doesn't um just because she wants, like, that wanderlust, and she doesn't want any, like, true things to tie her down, and she can't, like, throughout most of the things, she's like, I don't even want, like, a pet, like, I'd never be home, and then she gets a plant, which she keeps alive for, like, as long as they're apart, Mm -hmm. um, so I was just, like, I wanted more on, like, that front, like, I wanted them to explain how they'd figured out, like, more things than just, like, we're attempting to figure out where we want to live. Like, okay, yes, where you want to live is important, but also, like, what are you doing with the rest of your life? Like, See, and I was totally satisfied with them, with the epilogue that we got, with them just trying out where they wanted to live, because I feel like that was probably their biggest hurdle, trying to figure out how to merge their lives in a way that they would both still feel happy and fulfilled. hmm I don't know, and I know, like, Having kids for you is, like, a huge, huge thing. Like, it's a big, big goal. But, like, I feel like... It's getting to be less of a goal the older I get. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, like, as someone who's always been very sure that they want kids in their life and, like, being a mother is something that you want to do, I feel like maybe you're fixating that a little bit more than maybe I would. Because I was, like, totally cool with this. I was, like, cool. Yeah, I don't... Like, they're figuring it out. I guess it's just the fact that, like, Alex brings up the fact that he wants a family. Mm Mm-hmm. Why can't you have a family on your own? I mean, you... I mean, you can, but that's not... Like, he wants, like, a stable family that he never got to have because his dad was really depressed, his mom was dead, and, like, he was the one caring for his brothers. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, he brings it up 
couple different times that he wants kids. Yeah. And we never get that, like, resolution. Yeah. And I guess I just don't see it as mutually exclusive of they have to settle down in one house in one town and, like, them having a stable, happy family. Because I feel like location is kind of semantics. I mean, it is, but also, like, Poppy wanting children is not semantics. Yeah. And we never get any indication one way or the other. Yes. I feel like for like lifestyle. Yes. I feel like we're fixating. Yeah. Okay. So, um, we had just a couple other thoughts to touch on as that we had as we were reading. Um, we already kind of touched on the fact that we thought the blurb was a little bit misleading. We were thinking Uber and it was really like, Hey, we're driving to the same hometown, let's drive together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing that we were afraid of was that this was going to be a Colleen Hoover moment. So, what we mean by that is it takes, takes like, a drastically dark turn, mm-hmm. and Rips someone ends up with, like, a life-threatening disease or something, and you cry a bunch. So, basically, Alex pretends not to know some of those, like, cute quote moments mm-hmm. and breaks Poppy's heart a little in those moments, and he also ends up having, like, a really bad back spasm. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind and, of puts him out of commission for, like, a day. Yeah, and Alex is supposed to be in, like, tip-top shape. So, like, yep. him having a back spasm, he's, like, 32 or something, something. like that. It, he should not be having, like, back spasms, back spasms that knock him out of commission for a whole day and a yeah. half or whatever. Yeah, like, he goes on runs every morning. He eats super healthy. He has, like, a gym body. Like, he is a very healthy man. Mm-hmm. Um, So... I was, like, reading this before Sid, and I was, like, Sid, this is going to be a Colleen Hoover book. I'm calling it right now. And then, like, I got to the end, and I was, like, oh, thank God it didn't turn into that, because that's not what I was signing up for. Yeah. Yeah. So, Justin and I went to the lake last weekend while we were reading this, and I was, like, oh, my gosh, if it turns to that, my Kindle is going in the lake. I'm done. And it's a good thing the Kindle is waterproof, because that would have been sad. Yeah. Yep. But... Overall, I really, really like this book. Um, what kind of rating would you give it, Jess? Mm, probably like four, four and a quarter. Really, I would give it a four and a half. This really reminds me of, if you guys have read um, Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating by Christina Lauren, this really gives me like very similar vibes. So if you enjoyed that one, I would definitely recommend this one. Or like if you enjoyed this one and you want something else similar to read, definitely go check that one out. It's Enemies, to, or not Enemies to Lovers, it's Best Friends to Lovers. Um, and kind of, like, over a period of time like this one. Um, there's really not a lot of spice in this book. Just a little, little sprinkle. hmm And there's also, like, I, I mean, there, if you want to call, like, sexual tension spice, then there's, like, a bit of that. Yeah. But not, not necessarily, like, overly sexual. It's not explicit. Yeah, there was not, like, super explicit. Even, like, the one sex scene that we get on the balcony is not super explicit. No. So if that's your thing, that's your thing. But if you're looking for, like, lots of spice, this is probably not the book you want to pick up at that moment. Nope. Go pick up Akasif. Yep. Yeah. But I think that's going to wrap up this review. Do you have anything else to add? I do not. So, that's it from us today. We do have one more, um, like, official review planned for the end of this month. It's another, like, cozy mystery. We're really hooked on those right now. So, definitely make sure that you guys are following our podcast on your favorite podcasting platform so you don't miss out on that. And make sure you're also following us on our social media. 
um, so we can connect with you guys there. But I think that's it from us today. So thanks for listening.